From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, January 13th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Columbus police confirm the mother and boyfriend accused in the death of an eight-month-old baby boy surrendered to officers in Perry County this morning. ONN's Tracy Townsend has more. Savannah Dawson and Kyrios March Jr. are both charged with murder. That baby boy was found unresponsive Monday night. The baby, Markel Smith's father, says he just wants people to respect his son's name. I want to be the first person to say as a father, as I carry his name forever in my life, because my middle name is Markel that I'd be the first to push on. Show forgiveness, show grace, and show mercy, and show love to these people. Court documents show the baby had a brain bleed and several bruises on his skull. Police say three other children were in the home when the baby died. I'm Tracy Townsend. A man is in jail after a shooting in the parking lot of an Amazon facility in southwest Ohio. ONN Steve Vaughn reports. A 911 caller told police that the shooting followed an altercation between two Amazon drivers at the Westchester facility in Butler County. Two of our delivery drivers got into an altercation and one of them followed the other out into the parking lot and fired shots at the driver's van. And do we know who the subject was that fired the shots? Yes, we do. We have a name. What's the name? Shedrick Washington. 23-year-old Shedrick Washington was later arrested at his Claremont County home. Police say he fired three shots into the victim's Lincoln Town car. No one was injured. Washington is charged with felonious assault and criminal damaging. Steve Vaughn, ONN. First responders were called to Ottawa Hills High School just west of Toledo this morning after reports were received of a shooting. ONN's Dave James has the story. Toledo Fire and Rescue and Toledo Police responded, as well as the Lucas County Sheriff's Office, State Highway Patrol, and others. Police were telling people to avoid the area, adding that all students are safe. Ottawa Hills school officials released a statement saying no students were injured and were sent to the nearby elementary school gymnasium, Dave James, ONN News. Police eventually determined there were no shots fired at the school. The head of public schools in Cleveland says changes are being made in the wake of the death this week of a student at John Adams High School who was shot and killed while waiting for a bus after classes. Here's ONN's Bree Buckley. CEO Eric Gordon addresses the district's response to the tragic death of 18-year-old Pierre McCoy. The bus that this student was waiting for comes about 50 minutes after school. That leaves a long time for students outside of school. And so we're working with RTA to see if we can't get those buses coming to the school much more close to dismissal. Gordon says Cleveland police now have full access to cameras at John Adams, John F. Kennedy, and all high schools soon, a plan that he says was in place before the tragic shooting. In Cleveland, Bree Buckley. Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost just announced more than $11 million in funding for school safety. Schools can apply to get some of that money for the next school year, and they can spend it on technology that links them with law enforcement agencies for improved safety, crime prevention, and response. These so-called innovation grants of up to $20,000 can be used for things like cameras, panic alarms, and school resource officer training. A controversial book will stay on the shelves at a school district based in the Delaware County town of Sunbury, north of Columbus. ONN's Angela Ann explains. The Big Walnut School Board voted to keep the book Looking for Alaska in the curriculum after a five-hour meeting last night. Nearly two dozen parents spoke for and against a book ban. Looking for Alaska, the name of the book, talks about hard topics such as drug use, sex, and even suicide. Some parents say the book hinders students' education. The superintendent said the book was one of 20 the community members challenged. I'm Angela Ann. 
Baristas at a Columbus Starbucks have voted to unionize in a landslide victory, bringing the total of unionized stores to nine here in Ohio. The majority of those baristas are Ohio State University students who say they feel they want to secure their employment even after traveling home during academic breaks. A healthcare agency that is one of Toledo's largest employers is planning to lay off hundreds of workers. ONN's Amanda Fay has more on staffing changes at ProMedica. ProMedica announcing it's laying off about 250 employees. Most of those remote employees work for nursing homes around the country. A few work at the ProMedica Summit Center in downtown Toledo. ProMedica announced in November it was transferring the real estate and management of all skilled nursing facilities to Toledo-based Well Tower. The move is expected to alleviate continued operating losses. I'm Amanda Fay. There's a congressional push to establish Rosa Parks Day as a federal holiday. Ohio Congresswoman Joyce Beatty joined two other lawmakers and 30 of their House colleagues in reintroducing legislation that would make it happen. In 2005, Beatty, who was in the Ohio General Assembly, spearheaded legislation to designate December 1st as Rosa Parks Day here in Ohio. That made the Buckeye State the first in the nation to formally recognize the civil rights icon. Big changes are coming to the Big Ten. ONN's Dave Holmes reports on a change in leadership for the conference. The Big Ten is officially looking for a new commissioner. Kevin Warren is leaving the conference after three years on the job to take over as the new president and CEO of the NFL's Chicago Bears. His three-year run as the commissioner of the Big Ten will most likely be remembered for the way he handled COVID, at first canceling the football season only to bring it back on a limited basis. That decision certainly divided the players, schools, and fans. You might remember when the Big Ten season was originally canceled. Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields fought very publicly to bring football back. And now Kevin Warren will be the team president for Justin Fields, NFL team, the Chicago Bears. I'm Dave Holmes. And Progressive Field, the home of the Cleveland Guardians, is getting a makeover. ONN's Neil Fisher has some highlights. The Guardians and owner Paul Dolan announced a $200 million investment, which includes a market hall in left field, with authentic to Cleveland food and beer for the players in the clubhouse area, which hasn't seen an update since the stadium opened in 1994. The Guardian's staff will also reap the benefits of this project as the front offices will be renovated. The Guardians expect these renovations to be completed by 2025. I'm Neil Fisher. Special thanks to our affiliates WTOL-TV in Toledo, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.